this Christmas Eve, the day we have waited for and prepared for is finally here. The first candle was for hope, the second candle was for peace, and the third candle was for joy. And this morning, we lit the candle of love. Tonight on Christmas Eve, the waiting is over. We light the white candle placed in the center of the wreath, just as Jesus is the center of our lives. When we light this candle, we remember Jesus' birth. We know that Jesus is the light of the world and that he was born on this night. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright. Round young virgin, mother and child, holy infant, so tender and mild, sleep in heavenly peace, sleep in heavenly peace. God sent Jesus to give hope, peace, joy, and love to all people. In Matthew chapter 2, we read that when they saw the star, they were filled with joy. God used the star to guide the wise men to Jesus. Let us join together in our unison prayer, saying, Lord, we rejoice that you have come among us. May the flame of the candle remind us that you are the light of the world. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.
You may be seated. I'd like to welcome everyone to Brick Church on this Christmas Eve night with a service filled with scriptures and songs that we pray will take us on a journey toward the manger in which we remember December the 25th is a day to celebrate the birth of our Lord Jesus the Christ. So let us go unto Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And we pray that this child of Bethlehem will find a welcome in all of your hearts. Let us fill the sanctuary with praise. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill to all. Would everyone please join their voices with mine in the printed prayer for Christmas. God of hope, as we approach the manger on the sacred and silent night, open our hearts and minds to the wonders of your love and the splendor of glory. Through this age-old story of shepherds and angels, unite us as one people of God to bow before your holy throne. Through these anthems and carols, gather our voices in a praiseworthy of your glory, strengthening us not only in the comfort of your praise, but into sacred surface in your name. We pray this in the name of the infant child, Jesus, the Christ, the one who was, is, and is to come, world without end. Isaiah, chapter, not, chapter 9, verses 2, 6, and 7. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Great will be his authority, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time onward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this.
Luke chapter 1, verse 26 through 38. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your room and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor, David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called the Son of God. And now, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who has said to be barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was the governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver the child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place in the inn. Now in that same region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them 
and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news for great, of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was the angel, a multitude of the great heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known to what had been told to them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the child told them. Mary, and Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had seen and heard, just as it had been told to them. What can we offer to God in return for the gift of Jesus? We can offer our love, our joy, our hope, and our peace. We can offer our commitment to share these gifts with the ones Jesus came to serve and to save. This year, the deacons have collected and wrapped Christmas gifts for more than 100 families from our partner, the Church of the Living Hope, and its surrounding community. Thank you to all those who donated their time, resources, and energy, and wrapped gifts last Sunday. If you have brought a wrapped gift today or have any sort of offering that you would like to give, please bring it up the center aisle at this time. After placing your gifts or offerings at the front for the tree, please use the side aisles to return to your seat. Thank you for helping us spread Christmas cheer to those in need this holiday season and Merry Christmas to all.
Let us pray. O God of the whole world, God of the stars and the planets and everything there is, at Christmas we remember that you loved us so much that you gave us Jesus Christ, the light of the world. May his light shine into our Christmas and guide us in all of our lives. Tomorrow, when we open gifts and give presents to other people, help us to be patient and to remember that it's even more fun to give something to somebody we love than it is to get something. Help us to remember the gifts that all the that the wise men brought. Help us to remember the greatest gift of all, the gift of Jesus. When we celebrate with our families and our friends, help us to be thankful for them, to listen to their words and to remember that we love them. May old hurts be forgiven and even stronger ties come to bind husband and wife, parent and child, brother and sister, friend and friend. Help us to live differently than we did before this day, knowing that as Christians we are called to live differently. Help us to be more kind, more caring, and more loving to everyone that we come across. Not only to strangers, but also to those who we love the most. Lord Emmanuel, help us to live gently, speak kindly, and walk humbly with you this Christmas and forevermore. Uh, help us to be thankful for all for all that comes to us. We live in a place where almost everybody has enough. Help us to remember people that are poor, hungry, and homeless. Help us to remember that Jesus was born in a stable to a poor family. Keep us committed to the well-being of all your children everywhere in the world. Almighty God, you created the whole universe by the power of your word, and yet you are as near to us as your own breath. Above all this day, we praise you for the gift of your Son, Jesus, the Christ, our Lord and Savior. We praise you that he is still with us. On, the cold, on, the cold, on this cold winter's day, may, be, may we be warmed again by his love. Amen. For thousands of years, people have lit candles to dispel the darkness and to bring warmth in wintertime. But these candles are the most special on Christmas Eve because it is on this night in which we remember that Jesus Christ is the light of the world. Thus we light, light that center candle. And like each of those candles, this reminds us that Jesus brings hope and peace and joy and love. Jesus brings us hope as the light of the world because you remember that Mother Mary was sad that there were hungry people in the world. And she was sad that there were lonely people. And one day an angel came to her and that angel said that she would have baby Jesus, that she would have the Messiah. And suddenly she was filled with hope because she knew that baby would help feed hungry people and would make people feel better about themselves. 
and I have seen you all share that same hope with others. New York can sometimes be a desperately lonely city even though there's millions of people here. And so many people have come through these doors this fall and either they don't know anybody in the city or they have lost those that they love. And they have said to me a dozen times how they have found a home here at Brick. And I'm grateful because you all have given people hope in the midst of lonely times. But the baby Jesus also gives us peace. If you remember the shepherds, it was in the middle of the night. And I don't know about you, but sometimes darkness makes me scared. I might take a flashlight and look underneath my bed. Why do you think I do that? Why would I look under the bed with a flashlight? Monsters! You never know if there are monsters under your bed. So when I shine that light and suddenly I can see there's nothing there, I feel better. And it was in the deep darkness of night when something scary appeared before those shepherds. And maybe at first they thought it was a monster, but actually it wasn't a monster. It was the angel Gabriel. And let me tell you, Gabriel is scarier than any monster. Usually when he came, it was because there was scary news that God was bringing. And so the very first thing that the angel said to those shepherds was, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of a great joy which shall be for all people. And that made, I think, the shepherds a little less scared. And then they went on to say that this Savior, who is Christ the Lord, will be found in a manger. And I think they felt a little bit better. And then suddenly I think they realized that they were seeing the most beautiful thing in the entire world. It was a special light, and that light was called the glory of the Lord, the most incredible and most beautiful light of all. And I think they felt a tremendous amount of peace in their heart because the baby Jesus was coming. And you know there are people in this city, there is somebody in this neighborhood who experienced a devastating loss and perhaps could not find any comfort. But there are women in this church who have the gift of knitting and they knit this incredible beautiful prayer shawl and they shared it with this woman in the neighborhood who's not a member of this church and she wrote me a note back. And she said, the loss is sometimes suffocating. But knowing that there are people in this world that she doesn't even know that care about her gave her a sense of peace that we pray will help her through this Christmas during a time of loss. Now there's another candle up there, it's the pink candle. Who knows what that pink candle means? What is it, do you know? It, the shepherd candle is a good guess, yes? Joy, the pink candle is for joy. 
because Jesus brings us a tremendous amount of joy. Now, there was an older couple, and their name was Elizabeth and Zechariah. And they were sad because they had no children. And so an angel appeared to Zechariah and said to Zechariah, your prayers have been heard. And that Elizabeth, your wife, is going to have a baby. And she was filled with joy. And then later on when Elizabeth was, had baby John the Baptist in her stomach and Mary visited her with baby Jesus in her stomach, you know what baby John did right inside his mother's womb? He leapt for joy. He was so glad to meet the baby Jesus. Now, who here likes Halloween? Yes, it's the best day of the year because of all the candy that you get, right? Well, so on Halloween a few weeks ago, right outside these doors, hundreds of people were streaming by, and we were handing out candy by the fist load, and children had bright, smiling faces. But you know what happened? So many kids came by, we ran out of candy. And it was devastating. You should have seen the faces of the boys and girls coming forward, and there was no more candy left the saddest face you could ever imagine. But there was another boy and another girl who saw those sad faces and they looked inside their bags. And what do you think they did? What do you think they did with their candy? What do you think they did? They shared some for the other kids. And suddenly these kids who were sad had huge smiling faces. And not only did they give a little bit to these kids, but they put their hand in their bag even deeper and put some in our bowl so that even more kids could get it. And so it was great and tremendous joy that people brought to others. And finally, that last candle up there is the candle of love. And the reason that Zechariah and Elizabeth and Mary and Joseph and the shepherds and the angels and the wise men, the reason all of them were so glad that the baby Jesus was born because they knew he came out of love, that he came as a savior to fix and to heal the world. And they trusted that he was going to do that. And they remembered and they knew that God so loved the world. And that's why God sent Jesus, because it is good news of a great joy for all people. And that love was just on display in this sanctuary a few minutes ago with all the people that as you all streamed forward and you brought gifts, and there's many more gifts that are not even by the tree that you all brought, and gifts of these envelopes. Because you all know that there are boys and girls that maybe won't have a very Merry Christmas. But now, out of the love that you have shown, they will. Now, when I was only three years old, I remember going to the Christmas Eve candlelight service. 
All right, turn your candles on now if you've got them. And I remember at three years old, we lit these candles, and to me, they were the most beautiful and incredible thing. And on Christmas Eve, I knew that my one little light couldn't dispel the darkness. But when everybody held up their candle, suddenly the light was glorious. I thought that I was seeing the light of the glory of the Lord itself in my three-year-old mind. And I knew, I knew that Jesus' birth made all the difference in the world. But you know what? Over the years, the mystery and the wonder and the magic of Christmas faded a little bit through the hard times and difficult challenges in life. And I'm sure that's happened with many of you. But this year, that light has come back in my heart because I have seen you all be the light of the world. That's what Jesus has told each one of us, that you are the light of the world. And as you all have let your light shine forth, this Christmas, my faith is restored because I see Jesus bringing hope through your lights, bringing hope and peace and joy and love. So let's all let our light shine before others that they may give glory to God in heaven. And it all happens because of the story that John tells in his first gospel, that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not one thing made that was made, and in him was life. And the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness will not overcome it. The true light that enlightens everyone was coming into the world. He came into the world. The world was made through him, but the world knew him not. He came to his own people, but his own people received him not. But to all who received him, who called upon his name, he gave power to become the children of God, or not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us full of grace and truth. And we have seen his glory, the glory of a father's only son.
When the song of the angel is stilled, when the star in the sky is gone, when the kings and princes are gone, when the shepherds are with their flock, the work of Christmas begins. To find the lost, to heal the broken, to feed the hungry, to release the prisoner, to rebuild the nations, to bring peace among brothers, to make music in the heart. Howard Thurman. in your hearts. May you share that hope, that peace, that joy, and the love of our Lord. Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night.